hello, 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 hello. It's time for another Talking Bollocks, but not just any old Talking Bollocks. It's the first Talking Bollocks of 2023. Happy New Year. Hope you had a good one. Is your head hurting you a bit? Oh, is it, you feeling a bit weak? Hey, what did you get up to last night? Who did you kiss, kiss and regret kissing? Hey, oh, you little tiger. Oh, hey, what did you do? Where'd you go? I hope you had a great time wherever you were. Welcome, welcome back, one and all. This is Talking Bollocks with I, your host, Howard H. Smith. I run this here podcast, I do stand up, I sing in UK thrash band Acid Rain, I host the Motorcast, the official Motorhead podcast, and the Reducer, a football podcast podcast with two comedy writing friends there you go that's the intro you've heard it before probably so you know there it is and if you are a subscriber of some time you will know what happens in this episode but you will have already heard this you will have already interacted with this and enjoyed it if you're on Patreon, because if you sign up at Patreon, you get the podcast before everybody else. You get the chance to submit questions to guests. You get a radio show. You get a live podcast on Zoom once a month. You get all sorts of interesting features. Come on, guys, sign up. Give me a shout. New tier, new tier, just $3 makes you a patron. For that, you get the podcast early. You will get to submit questions to guests as well. So it's worth signing up just for that. Anywho, patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. There's a link in the description that says support podcast Patreon. So I nearly got to this point, but I am at this point now. And this point is my favourite albums of 20. 22 um and i have i've got a problem here because i've got six yeah normally a top five but there is one that i think is so good although it's a recent purchase so i haven't had the chance to but i i just i can't leave it out it, it's it's got to be in there it's got to be in there. So anyway, without without further ado, yeah, let's let's start exactly exactly in that place. The album that's got to be in there that I only just recently got, and I, you know, the, there's recency bias. You know what I mean? That that might be that might be a thing. Is it a thing? It might be a thing with me. I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know. But it is endless hallway. By he is legend. Now the thing about this album is there's various. It, it, it just veers all over the place. There is originality. There is a, a new metal occasionally. There's punk. There's indie. There's fantastic vocals all the way through, and those vocals keep shape shifting like a motherfucker on you. And this guy could change his voice and shape it to whatever he's singing over. There is massive heaviness in places and there is absolute just beauty, audio beauty. There's catchy choruses, there's brutal choruses. There, it really is um, uh, an all-encompassing, just fantastic album. Um, regular listeners will know that I pretty much get everything by He Is Legend as soon as it comes out. And, you know, the last... The last three albums, Few, White Bat, and this, Endless Hallway, are absolutely rocking. And this album is just, is no different 
That is Endless Hallway by He Is Legend. I might not have given you, I mean, look, talking about music, trying to describe music, it's fucking bollocks, isn't it? You know, you can hear it rumbling along below, below, beneath me, but to be honest, there's, this could be, this, you know, I can't put the, any, I can't put enough songs underneath what I'm saying at the moment. I can't put enough music in there for you to go, Oh, actually, yeah, right, this sounds pretty cool because there's just so many different fucking things going on. And hello, clock, which is a giveaway. Old school listeners will know that I am recording this in Yorkshire at my mother's house over the Christmas holidays. Um, so there you go. That was the uh, one of the clocks. And if we're still here, I'm still with, uh, recording in half an hour's time. There will be more. There also may be more clocks go off because there is... Uh, in the room I'm in, one, two, three, four, five, five clocks. Yes, my mum likes clocks. That's what we've established there. And I like Endless Hallway by He Is Legend. So next up, next up in the chart is, and not that it, this is not any particular order, but I'd never even heard of this band. This came out in February this year, Gridiron. No good at goodbyes. Oh dear in me now this. Now we're talking. You got nowhere to go. Yeah, now we're talking. This is just brutal. Um it is a very short album, ten tracks, less than half an hour. It is just races by. To me, it reminds me of like um uh, an updated um biohazard. There is, but there's, there's real genuine metal credentials here. There's real genuine hardcore credentials as well. And this album has just beaten its way into my top albums of the year. It's literally kicked the shit out of other albums and bands. <laughs> Taken them to a side and gone, no, we're in this, you're not. It is, ju- it is fantastic. It really is. If you like the sound of it, you know, the, what, what I've described, then just make sure you get a listen to it. There is some awesome, like, hardcore breakdown grooves that that just absolutely trigger all of my hardcore loves from back in the 80s. Um, and it is just superb and hard-hitting, great rapping, total metal credentials, just absolutely fucking rocking. Now, at this point, it is about time that there's some fresh metal entered the chart. And it does indeed enter the charts. It is the wonderful album Warenta by Belgian thrash geniuses deficiency. Um, this album, it, it really does... I'm pretty long in the tooth. Yeah, I'm fucking 52, right? I've been listening to thrash metal a lot, many years. And I'm afraid just, good solid thrash, innit? Doesn't fucking work for me, yeah? Good solid thrash, innit? No, no, not really, no. That's five out of ten. You've got to do better than just good solid thrash, innit? No, you've got to do better than that. And boy, fucking hell. Deficiency from Belgium are just incredible, incredible. Um, this album is it's it's, it's original, um, a stunning amount of originality on it. Um, the musicianship at times is just dr- just jaw dropping. 
It really is. And all of this, I have to thank Stefan Blaine. Um, he um, contacted the uh, Old Bollocks podcast, the one done by myself and Old Head. And um, he suggested, when we were doing that feature, that I check out Warenta. Now, the weird thing is, Stefan and I are friends on Facebook, known him for fucking years. So... Uh, he, he suggests this was like okay it's a Belgian thrash metal band and it's a concept about a haunted mining town from the 18th century now bands and your concepts not interested just not okay unless it's Pink Floyd the wall you're pretty much I'm not interested in the concept whatsoever why well because a concept album is basically a soundtrack without a movie and that's why, for instance, boom, straight off the bat, Pink Floyd, The Wall, double album. Again, a rarity, brilliant double album, but also it's a movie, yeah? I get frustrated by concepts because I kind of get the feeling that there's somebody in the band who wants to make movies and the closest, they, closest they're going to get is making a concept album, a soundtrack for a movie that doesn't exist, that you have to create in your head. Well, fuck off, I can't be arsed. Anyway... Um, despite all that, um, deficiency, we're enter. Let's, come on, let's hear you, boys. I mean, there is so much to love about this album. There is some, uh, the originality, the harmonies, the intensity. At times, it's like gent. It's like math metal. And at times, it's, it's like... I don't know, 80s Megadeth. It's, it's just bizarre. But they're, they're, honestly, there is something to like on nearly every track for everyone if you're into thrash metal. Now, there is also two vocalists, and they are... Um, one is, you know, one's got the full-on gruff, one's got the... And I don't normally like that, but they've... It's all melodic. It's really well done, and it's not its not too extreme. You know, the extremes of... And then... No, it's it. You know, it's just I cannot praise it enough. I really can't. Um, so so worth checking out. So worth checking out. Um, they've got a tons of videos on YouTube. They're, I mean, they're they're pretty huge in Belgium by the looks of it. That's for sure. So do yourselves a favour and check out the brilliant album Warenta by Belgian thrash geniuses Deficiency. What an album. Okay, so next up in this uh, Hall of Fame, or is it a Hall of Infamy? There you go, still recording. Chime, another fucking clock going off. Anywho. Um, next up is Decapitated Cancer Culture. So fucking heavy. So fucking heavy. It is on. Believable, but also, yep, we've got female uh, female vocalist guesting on one track. We even have Rob Flynn pops in and does a, a guest vocal, which is excellent, by the way. Um, brutality abounds. Um, for me, decapitated are—I don't know—they seem to be getting heavier. Um, but kind of less death metally. It's it's kind of strange. There's there's less blast beats. Um, 
there's one there's there's one track that absolutely just rips um and it, it's it's amazing to me that you know that an album can be as successful as this has been because they are that this has really done great business for them. but there's a song on this album called locked locked l-o-c-k-e-d it is one minute 17 seconds and it will rip your face off it really will yes that was another fucking clip going off there um it's a phenomenal album it's a phenomenal album it's not for the faint-hearted it is called cancer culture so there you go um not exactly what you'd uh, uh, what you'd expect not cancel culture no cancer culture mm, i see what they did there um so check it out do do track it it's very easy to find there is just I, there is there is riffs aplenty, a brutal production, and just fantastic ideas. Uh, again, I like I like the originality in this. I like the I like the pushing themselves. You can just you, you can tell this is a band that is just constantly pushing themselves all the time, and you've got to do that, you know, because thrash can't just be what it was in the 80s. Otherwise, you end up with the 90s. Yeah. So we need to do it right this time. Bands like Decapitated are pushing heavy, fast music and doing everything they can with it. And I, for one, fucking love it. And now, um, probably, well, not probably, definitely the most mainstream of all of my picks you either, in my experience, love them or hate them. Nobody seems to be lukewarm. They're either freezing cold or boiling hot. And if you're boiling hot, you're probably in the fire pit at a Ramstein gig. That's right. Ramstein released Ziet this year, um, which may end up being their final album. Who knows? But um, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. I still do love it. It's got all the hallmarks of a great Rammstein record. It's got crushing riffs. It's got haunting melodies. It's got insane lyrics. If you actually want to start digging into the German lyrics, which I know some people do, I've never kind of, well, with this album, I've, I've kind of paid a little bit more attention. Um, I mean, this album to me is so good that it, it actually explained the previous album, Rammstein, which I didn't really like. I liked this album so much, I went back and started listening to Rammstein and I now get that album. So that is another reason why this album is in the uh, my top albums of the year, because it's almost like it's almost given me two albums because the previous album was something that I wasn't that bothered about. First Rammstein album that I've not really liked. But then on getting Ziet, I then went back and oh, awesome. Also, I had a, I did have a really cool experience with this. Well, not really cool. It just took me back. I, the first single came out from this album, and I was like, mm, yeah, it's it's a bit of a ballad. Yeah, they do that sometimes. But you know, didn't like the last album. Or maybe I'm maybe I'm, you know, losing my love of Rammstein. Then they released Ziet, the track, and I just went, fucking hell, I'll have some of that watch the video lying in bed um up 
in my old bedroom back here where I am at the moment up in Yorkshire at my mum's house in my childhood bedroom watched the video blew me away went into town that day and bought on CD the album from a record shop in my hometown of Harrogate and I'm like wow the last time I did that I would have been in my 20s it was spooky but um, anyway yeah back to the oh it's all about me isn't it eh? Um, it's just awesome it contains everything you'd expect from Rammstein Um, but on this album I genuinely think that um, the keyboards are just the, the use of them is absolutely brilliant and it's one of the highlights of Rammstein for me is the use of keyboards and how brilliantly um, they're done because it's it's you know in, in, a, in a really heavy band if you're gonna have keyboards yeah I mean you've kind of got you know you're gonna accentuate a riff here and there and you know and, and it's that that's it really you know it's not it's not gonna really do any more than that but with Ramstein the keyboards are just integral to everything that is done within the song um, I, I absolutely I, I just fucking love it I really really do it is just absolutely phenomenal um, and that you know, and, and a, a huge um, congrats to Christian Flake Lawrence who is the keyboard player because his work on this just it's just beautiful it just accentuates everything it adds drama it adds beauty it adds a sense of epic proportions at times just yeah but then again you know I would imagine you're pretty much not listening to this bit if you don't like Rammstein because if you don't like Rammstein this album's not going to win you over my apologies as well it wasn't the song Ziet that got me uh, all excited it was in fact a different track it was the track that was playing um, underneath there which is called Angst so there you go um, I mean this couldn't be any easier could it just listing these six albums but no I managed to get one of the songs wrong so finally finally final entrant into my um, albums of the year but before I get to that I think honourable mentions um, Corn and Violence released EPs that had me for a minute there and uh, that I liked um, uh, Machine Head I honestly it, it that album has really really grown on me um, very close to making it into the, the this listing because it it was just that good um, and I'm uh, you know it, it deserves a shout out it really does um, of kingdom uh, of kingdom and crown it is an it is a great album honestly and it was so close so close to getting in to the top there's just a little bit it's just a little bit baggy in places and at times so there's a, a, a few things there but um you know i i solidly recommend it a solid machine head album boom there we go and here's another chime and the third one there you go yes it's three o'clock here when i'm doing this and no it's not three o'clock where you are 
so yeah machine head was definitely worth a shout and um uh, it, yeah, it's some great EPs this year, but not a lot of stuff that was really fighting to get into my top albums of the year. But this, as soon as I heard it, as soon as I listened to this album once, I was like, yeah, this is going in. And this is courtesy of um, Old Head once again um, on Old Bollocks. He recommended The Visitor by a band called Cigar. And it is quite simply fucking brilliant. It is awesome, the production, everything. It's total throwback time. It is, it sounds like early uh, bad religion or stuff like that. It's catchy, there's amazing choruses, there's great raw production, phenomenal drumming, wonderful harmonies, incredibly um, brilliant lyrics, incredibly brilliant. Uh, that's just crapping it. There's another clock going, excellent. Um, and yeah, just in general, um, although if there's music playing in this bit, I haven't put any music bed in yet, um, you might not have heard that, so yeah, there was a clock chiming. Anywho, back to Cigar, absolutely brilliant. Um, if this is your kind of thing, if you like any of the bands I've mentioned, um, like Bad Religion, Descendants, uh, I don't want to say Offspring because it's way too, it's way too raw and frankly punk to be um, Offspring. Offspring, about as punk as Marillion. Um, just, yeah, I don't like Offspring. Not a fucking fan. Not a fan of middle-class punk myself, but there you go. Anywho. Cigar the Visitor. I fucking love it. Check it out. Check it out. And now, in a wonky kind of way, it's time for the news. Yes, I have actually got a few news stories that I wanted to discuss. Well, basically, um, first up, there has been a lot of, um, how can I say, slagging. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, between the members of, well, it's not members, it's Kronos. Kronos of the band Venom and uh, Mantis, which is, um, uh, well, Mantis, which is Mantis, and Tony, the Demolition Man. Now, I know Tony and I know Mantis, and I've known him for many, many years. Um, I've never even met Conrad uh, Kronos. But what I do know is that there is two versions of Venom out there, and it's entirely up to you which one you want to go and see. And... It's up to you to decide which one is the most valid, which one is producing the best product, um, who is best live. I, ju I just uh, I don't get the, oh, I'm in this camp or I'm in that camp. But, you know, it's it's just, it's it's kind of weird that the guys, the guys involved in this, and I say the guys involved, it, it, this was Kronos, basically. Uh, I mean, uh, both Tony and Mantis have both responded, which... You do, you know, you got to respond. Um, but I just think it, it's, it's, you know, how old are you, Conrad? Let it go. Stop moaning and whinging. And just, there's clearly room for the two bands, you know? Anywho, anywho. Dino Canazares says, 
Fear Factory won't take part in any paid meet and greets during the Rise of the Machine tour. That's right, they won't. And you know why? Because they can't. They can't. You can't charge, right? You can't charge for a meet and greet when you've spent months saying, yeah, well, when I do announce who the singer is, um, no one's going to know where it is because it's a nobody. So, you know, it's, it's no big deal. Really, yeah. And funnily enough, no one is paying to meet nobody, yeah? Nobody is paying to meet the guy who's been singing in Fear Factory for fucking six weeks. And there you go. It's pretty... You know, VIP packages seem to be the only way for fans to meet bands they admire these days. Some of these come at a really inflated price on top of the standard ticket costs and include anything from a signed item, a photo, to watching sound checks or a collectible lanyard. Paid meet and greets are becoming staples of the touring circuit and uh, and are seen by some artists as necessary evil to survive nowadays. Other musicians um, object to meet and greets on moral grounds, believing they favour richer fans over poorer ones. S- similarly, many people view the fact that groups charge fans to meet them as completely exploitative, since artists are usually aware that young admirers are prepared to pay any amount of money to see their favourite artists, sometimes at their parents' expense. Mm. So anyway, that's what it's all part of. And um, I... I I admire. It's it's like basically saying that you've had to call a tour, call a tour off due to um, technical difficulties or logistical difficulties, when in fact it's you haven't sold enough tickets. So you know, uh, I think it's I think it's that situation. I think it's the situation of do you know what people are going to pay to meet? People might pay to meet Dino, and that's about it. And can we really... The last thing you want to do is put out, you know, these kind of meet-and-greet packages and then no one buys them. Also, the meet-and-greet package means that you have to kind of spend all the gig backstage. You can't go out. You can't wander around and, and like, you know, have a beer or hang out at the merch desk or anything like that because people have paid to to meet you. So you can't then go and walk around and have people meet you for free. I mean, the whole thing's fucked, isn't it? Completely fucked. It's just a stupid fucking idea. And now I want to... Um, I, I, I want to basically show... Uh, I, I think it's V-Man, yeah? Bassist with Slipknot. I think he deserves a medal. I really do. Because in a recent interview... He said while recording the end so far, the hardest part was visa issues because they locked down America in the early days of the pandemic. And also you couldn't leave England unless it was, well, you have to have a work permit, but you also have to have a written work reason. There was some sort of written document that had to say you needed to leave for work. That was the only way you could leave the country. Then there was obviously the testing and stuff. But there was a good few months of no one was going anywhere, airports were shut, the full works. So I think once it started to kind of ease up a little bit and people had the profiles like me or a business around the world, people started moving around. Great. But what happened next? So, yeah, once I got it sorted, luckily, that was it. I went and lived at Clown's house for six months, I think. Now, he goes on to say it was great. He's, his wife's amazing. She'd be cooking dinners for everyone and then other bandmates would come round and it does seem pretty cool. But you'd have to stay with Clown for six months, wouldn't you? I mean, you've been locked down. You've got away from a pandemic. You're staying around somebody's house 
who probably wears the mask around the house all the time, pandemic or not, he's got the clown mask on. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine sleeping at clown's house? Eh? Yeah. Sleep until you hear some dustbins being hammered by a baseball bat in the middle of the night because he's decided that he's going to start smashing stuff or he's going to make a film and he wants to make your movie with you and it's going to be a horror film and it's going to be shit. Yeah, I mean, so basically what I'm saying is, yeah, above and beyond the above and beyond the call of duty, that V man, well played, sir, well played indeed. Now, um, a little shout out to a um, a patron and friend who pointed out to me that the Dio movie, yes, that's right, the Dio movie is available on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Who would have thought it? It's the recently released Dreamers Never Die um, documentary. It is currently on YouTube. I don't know if it's official or anything. It certainly seems that. Um, So I will put a link to it in the description if you want to go and watch that. Why not, eh? Kick off 2023 the way it should be. And with that, that is the end of this New Year's brand new episode of Talking Pollocks in this brand new year. Thank you very much for supporting the podcast. Really do appreciate it. Would appreciate it more if you signed up at Patreon, obviously. (laughs) But you don't have to, do you? You get this anyway. But, you know, thanks to all of you for being there, for contributing, for listening, for subscribing, for, for recommending. It's I really, really, really do appreciate it. Um, I mean, when I started this podcast all those years ago, there is no way in hell I ever, ever expected that, you know, this would be happening but I'm still going still going um it's coming up it's it's coming up to um well it's coming up to about eight years I think I started I think first one was 2014 so yeah it will be nine years in the in in January nine years fucking hell that makes me feel really old (laughs) and probably some of you as well who've been listening right since the beginning anyway I'm waffling I'm babbling thank you very much for listening check those albums out check the DO documentary out and I will catch you again very soon happy new year